Welcome to the Sheets Digest. Today is April 23rd, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with news from around the world of international law and dispute resolution. Before we get into it this week, if you are not already, go follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and share it with a friend or colleague. And if you feel like it, leave us a review. We start in the United States of America, where the Ninth Circuit has denied a motion to compel arbitration under federal equitable estoppel law. This story starts with two brothers who had signed a partnership deed agreeing to joint ownership interest of their late father's incense manufacturing company. Soon thereafter, the brothers created competing companies in separate Indian cities. One brother sued the other of allegedly obtaining improper trademarks in the U.S. by falsely stating that no other persons were authorized to use the trademarks. The defendant in this case, a Mumbai-based firm, moved to compel arbitration and stayed the litigation pursuant to an arbitration clause contained within the partnership deed. The Ninth Circuit panel reviewed the motion to compel twice. The first time, defendant argued that plaintiffs should be equitably stopped from avoiding the arbitration clause, an argument which was ultimately denied by the Federal District Court and which cited the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals' general application of estoppel. On appeal, Rather than ruling on the merits, the Ninth Circuit Court found the New York Convention precluded the defendant from compelling arbitration because plaintiff had never signed the partnership agreement. However, in a plot twist, the U.S. Supreme Court vacated that decision and remanded the case in light of its decision in GE Energy Power v. Otakampu Stainless Steel, which held that the equitable estoppel doctrine permitted under Chapter 1 of the Federal Arbitration Act did not conflict with the New York Convention. So the case was remanded back to the Ninth Circuit, which denied it again, this time ruling that the agreement required arbitration for disputes between the partners, not third parties. The court went on to explain that U.S. federal law and ordinary contract and agency principles precluded a party from both claiming the benefits of a contract while simultaneously attempting to avoid the burdens that that contract imposes. The court found that the plaintiff's claims were not sufficiently related or intertwined with the partnership agreement so as to trigger the arbitration clause and therefore denied compulsion. From there, we head to Germany as the Higher Regional Court of Frankfurt held that the famous Akamia decision is transferable to arbitration clauses in other BITs. In its Akamia decision, the ECJ decided that EU member states must not settle their disputes in arbitration proceedings agreed upon in bilateral intra-EU investment treaties. The Frankfurt Court's decision instead focused on the query of whether the Akamia ruling is transferable to other intra-EU BITs, namely the BIT between Croatia and Austria. In this case, the investors argued that the Akamia decision was based on the specific considerations which would not apply in the case at hand. The argument was not successful. Rather, the Frankfurt Court held that there was no room for reasonable doubt the arbitration clause in the BIT was invalid based on the rulings in Acmea. The ultimate conclusion seeming to be that while there are some tendencies to possibly limit the consequences of the Acmea decision, parties relying on the arbitration clause in an intra-EU BIT will have to fight an uphill battle. Several outlets, including Baker McKenzie's International Arbitration Blog, have done an analysis on these proceedings, which we'll include in the show notes. Next, we head over to Japan as the Japanese Commercial Arbitration Association, one of the leading international arbitration institutions in Japan, expects to implement reforms to its arbitration rules in July 2021. 
The draft of the reforms is available on the JCAA's website, and the JCAA is calling for public comments on the draft until May 12th of 2021. As some additional background, in 2019, the JCAA introduced a set of new arbitration rules. Through that reform, the JCAA implemented new rules, which were administrative rules for in-control arbitration and interactive arbitration rules, in addition to its commercial arbitration rules. At that time, the draft of those reforms was available for public comment for just two weeks. This year, there is an appreciably longer period. Some of the major topics for consideration in this iteration of the rules are expanding the scope of applicability of expedited arbitration from 500,000 US to 3 million. Two, then there is the implementation of appointing authority rules to add further infrastructure to the institution. And finally, three, improving access for smaller claims with affordable cost to 10% of the amount in dispute for smaller amounts and implementing a cost table to help parties better estimate their cost. The full draft is available on the JCAA website and interested persons are recommended to get in touch soon. Finally, for the news this week, we end the week in the UK with the creation of the Rapid Resolution Rules for Digital Disputes. The rules drafted by the UK Jurisdiction Task Force of LawTech UK allow for decisions to be implemented directly on a blockchain using a private key and for the optional anonymity of the parties with the idea for both arbitral and expert dispute resolution to be provided in short amounts of time. The new regime allows for claimants to put forward an entire case, including evidence and argument, and respondents must put in some form of response within days. A decision is generally expected within a month with a longer timetable available for more complex disputes. The rules in full are available for review and are already available to be used by parties that want to implement them in their agreements. We'll link to them in the show notes. Next, we head to opportunities. All right, this week we're going to bring you something else new that we're going to do a little bit differently. Instead of telling you about each position, I'm going to rapid fire at you the companies and the position that they're looking for. If you're interested, you can usually find these positions on LinkedIn or by heading to the company's website. If you get hired, you gotta let me know. Deal? First up, FTI Consulting is seeking an international arbitration analyst for its DC offices. International law firm DLA Piper is seeking a disputes associate for its New York offices. Electrical and electronic manufacturing company ABB is hiring counsel for its Greenville, South Carolina, Houston, Texas, Cary, North Carolina, and Fort Smith, Arkansas offices. Global law firm Steptoe Johnson is seeking a conflicts attorney to join its Washington-based offices. Again, each of those listings can be found on LinkedIn, but we'll also include the link in our show notes. Next, we head to events. First up, listen, if you enjoy Tales of the Tribunal, you might enjoy the regular live webinar series, Conversations with Neil, hosted by Neil Kaplan and Shean Bao, where they catch up with figures from around the world of international dispute resolution. Sound familiar? On the next episode, they catch up with Professor George Berman. The series is hosted by Dallas Dispute Resolution, a good friend of the show, and you won't want to miss it. Then, also on April 27th, a roundtable dialogue hosted by Arbitrator Intelligence, KCAB, and SEAC, titled Tools for Arbitrator Appointments, Curbing Bias and Supercharging Decision Making. The conversation will examine common issues that arise related to bias how to recognize it, and even in your own decision-making, and how to cut through it to help appoint the best arbitrators for your disputes. It promises to have an interesting conversation and registration is already available. Then, a bit further down the line, on May 6th, the ICC hosts a fireside chat with arbitration and dispute resolution leaders. And they aren't kidding. The 
conversation is headlined by Chartered Institute of Arbitration President Ann Ryan Robertson and ICC International Court Arbitration President Claudia Solomon. Registration is free and is available on the ICC website. Finally, for events this week, we feature a special event hosted by the American Bar Association. It's a virtual international arbitration skills masterclass on May 5th and 6th for eight hours each day and will feature dynamic virtual presentations, practice sessions, and tailored feedback from renowned figures in the international arbitration community. Participants will learn and practice the best methods, techniques, and the do's and don'ts for conducting a merits hearing. Leaders from across the globe and from across the field will guide the discussion. Registration fees start as low as $450 and is limited to 100 members. You won't want to miss it. All right, one more thing before we get out of here for this week. Nearly one year ago, the world watched in horror at the events that took the life of George Floyd, a man who never got his day in court. However, this week, that same court rendered a decision that brought accountability and memorial justice in the name of George Floyd. The protest and demands for equality that were sparked by the tragic events that befell Mr. Floyd were just that, a beginning. We've seen actions and demands for change in our own world of international law, but the question that still remains, what else can be done? What can we do to change unjust and discriminatory systems to increase diversity, not for the sake of doing so, but because they bring better outcomes? Something to think about. Change comes slowly and then all at once, but it only comes with the intentional and consistent effort of motivated individuals. Black Lives Matter. That's all we have for this week. Rest in peace, George Floyd, and all the others taken too soon in this march for justice. Follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn as we continue to do our part to be agents of change. Until next week, this has been Disputes Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.